Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast, episode number six. The Disrupt Now podcast, created by Natalie Viglione, entrepreneur and founder of Team Goo. It's designed to help people break down the walls around them, construct the ultimate vision of their lives, and provides the tools, tips, and techniques to disrupt their status quo. We shine a light on the good, the bad, and the ugly to help build the roadmap to your dreams. We talk with today's most effective disruptors in every area from art and design to technology and finance and even health and well-being. Our guests bring topics to light that help others to shake themselves free and can give them a whole new outlook on life. Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast. Today's guest is Coot Blackson. I just, if I cry, it's not my fault. Um, this is such a, a major, major thing for for me personally and my team as well. We've been following Coot for a very long time. He's been an inspiration to me and has been for seven years. Uh, my aunt actually found him and brought this unbelievable soul into my life. Uh, Coot is my transformational teacher from afar. I've listened to every vlog. My husband has purchased teachings for me uh, at Christmas. Uh, he just opened my eyes to something bigger and brighter and something to really aspire to. And it's just been, it, we're just so thankful to have him today. Coot is a transformational teacher, guide, author, and speaker, a charismatic visionary and transformational teacher that offers a fresh, bold look at spiritual awareness for a whole new generation. Coot quickly learned that the outside-in approach, favored by so many in the personal development space, had to become an inside-out approach. He decided to create his own method a process that liberates the individual and the true self at the core, and then pushes those gifts outward into the universe. Colored with experiences from his own incredible journey, Coot's national best-selling book, You Are the One, published by Simon and Schuster, shows readers how to unlock their true potential and live a life they love through love. Coot, I am beyond honored and grateful and filled with so much joy to have you here today. Welcome to the Disrupt Now podcast. I'm excited to be here. I am so uh, honored that you've been, you know, inspired by my work. I'm just, uh, I don't know what to say. It's just a, a blessing to be here and I'm grateful and looking forward to the conversation. Oh, same here. And I know our audience is going to just be enamored as as much as I am. <laughs> um. In this part one, I, you know, we thought that it would be really great to focus on your work around waking people up. That is, you know, that is probably one of the biggest things that I found, you know, two years ago when I had this business concept, uh, it really just was disrupting the mediocrity, you know, what this disrupt now ethos is really all about and you helped me realize something much bigger and how to get out of my way. And, you know, in your book, You Are the One, um, you started off with a really intense story that literally I bawled. I, 
I found it to be so inspiring when you met the quote-unquote richest man in the world. Right. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Now, you know, really curious, what brought you to India at that time? It it kind of seemed like you were on your own disruption journey. Maybe. Yeah, you know, I was was in a a very interesting moment in my life. I... You know, life was beginning to, I was kind of still within the first few years uh, of moving to the U.S., but things were beginning to pick up. But honestly, I felt like uh, I had a radio show, I had a girlfriend, uh, was starting to kind of speak and beginning to, just in the very beginning stages of, of kind of speaking. But I honestly felt that there was a bigger impulse. There was something more than I could imagine. There was something more than I could create with my own mind. There was something more that was seeking to express through me. We'll call it uh, the universe, life, divine, a bigger impulse. You know, And sometimes uh, the structure of our lives and the lives that we've set up, the work that we've set up, the relationships we set up, sometimes the structures of our lives are actually too small for what life itself is seeking to express through us, for what our soul is seeking to express to us. And I felt like I was in one of those moments in my life where, 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 where I couldn't contain who I was seeking to become anymore. My, the, my, my life was too small for who I was seeking to become. And I knew that there needed to be some changes. And uh, I felt, you know, I kind of reached a point where I felt a little bit of a, of a dissatisfaction. So I always tell people, if you have reached the point of dissatisfaction in your life, this is not bad. I would say congratulations. Dissatisfaction is a sign of growth that you have outgrown the past. You've outgrown your old self, your old life. The challenge is many times when we reach those moments, what we often do is is out of, because we get comfortable you know, with the known. We get comfortable with who we were. We get comfortable with the life that we had. We get comfortable with what we've created. We get comfortable with even a level of success that we've created. And sometimes I find that success can become a trap because, you know, we do the same thing and we do a thing. We get to be good at doing that thing. Then we get reinforced. We get paid. We we, we get a sense of accomplishment and accolades and validation from people around us in society for doing that thing well. And so, well, we just why not just keep doing it? Or we get comfortable with our mediocrity. We get comfortable with our failure, at least the failure, the mediocrity, the safe zone that we live is, even though it's not fulfilling, it's at least something we know. And so it's kind of usually one of those two things. And for me, it was, I had achieved a little bit of success. And so uh, I reached the point where, where I knew that there was more. And I remember driving down the, the freeway in Los Angeles on my way to San Diego one day, just just kind of offering this prayer to the universe. You could almost say, I didn't know it at the time, but it was a, it was a, it was a prayer of disruption, saying, <laughs> universe, you know, like disrupt my life. Show me what, what there is. Show me what, show me what it is that's seeking to happen through me. And I heard, you know, a, an intuition, a sense that I needed to go to India. And that's what pulled me to India, shaved my head, put everything in storage, uh, broke up with my girlfriend. I decided and I vowed that I would not come back to the U.S. until I found the truth. I found out who I was. I found out the keys to happiness for myself. I was tired of reading the books. I was tired of going to the seminars. I was tired of reading about everyone else's experience. I wanted to know God, truth happiness, enlightenment, freedom, whatever you want to label it for myself as a direct experience. And uh, 
that's what took me to India. I shaved my head, uh, you know, put everything in storage, um, took about $800 to $1,000, took a backpack, and I just literally, I started to, to, to wander around because I also decided that I could have everything in the world, but if I don't really have who I authentically am, right. then what do I have anyway? I could, I could create massive success by the world standards. And I was kind of on that trajectory at the time. I was offered, you know, a, a TV show that wasn't quite aligned. And, and so there's all these things that were start, starting to happen. But I knew that if I could, I could attain by the world standards all these incredible things. But if I didn't have myself, if I wasn't living the deepest, authentic expression of my being, mm -hmm. then that wasn't real success anyway. And right. so uh, that's really what took me to, to India. And it was you know, uh, a hell of a journey. It was, it was an incredible journey. People thought I was crazy. People thought <laughs> I lost my mind, but I was, you know, I was following the intelligence of my soul. And sometimes what your soul, you know, your soul, your deeper sense of self isn't so much concerned with your safety. It's concerned with your growth and your evolution, right. not your comfort. It doesn't care. Life doesn't care about your comfort. It cares about your growth and evolution. And right. so uh, I felt that this was uh, the, the most growth producing decision, you know, I could make. And so I would just invite anyone listening. If you're in a point on your, in your life where perhaps you're feeling like there's something more, but you don't know what it is. One of the myths is, one of the myths that we have is we think that we have to know where we're going in order to get to where we, to, to the place that we need to be. We think we have to have the roadmap mapped out. We think we have to have it all figured out, our goals, our, our life, everything sort of in check, ducks, you know, everything in the right, in, in the right sequence. But I think that's a myth. I think right. that's a, that's a kind of a tactic of the mind. It's another tactic of the ego. There is a dimension of our being that knows everything because at the deepest level, we are everything. And I think if we're willing to trust more than our minds, which I had to do, then you will find yourself guided. You will find yourself guided in such unexpected ways. So even if you have no idea where you're going, but if you feel the impulse, I just invite everyone, you know, whether it's a business, whether it's a relationship, whether it's moving, whether it's launching something, if you feel a deeper impulse that is beyond your mind, beyond your logic, but it's strong, it's authentic, it's beyond also your fleeting emotional feeling, my, my encouragement would be follow it. That is your deeper self. That is your soul guiding you. Your soul knows right. there is an intelligence. It will guide you even if you can't see it. And that's really what I did. I had no idea where I was going other than I was meant to go to India. And, you know, the time I spent in India, which was probably almost two to three months the first time, mm. was perhaps the most transformational uh, time of my entire life, even up until now, that has served the foundation of my work, what I do now, mm -hmm. my processes, my transformation, how I help people wake up because, you know, my work is about helping people wake up. But what I tell people that want to, let's say, impact lives, make a difference, you know, influence people is you can't really lead people. You can't really impact people unless you, or, or you can't really wake people up unless you are awake yourself. Right. So you could say I had to wake myself up and India was one of the, 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 the true blessings of my life that, that helped facilitate that. Well, and you know, it's, it's amazing to hear you say that because, you know, I think it's easy for people on the outside looking in to 
to look at someone, you know, such as yourself with all the things that you have accomplished up to even that point that you need to realign too. I mean, it, it happens. And I think that's sometimes where we get into our own heads and say, well, you know, I'm not perfect yet. I can't do this. I don't have a unique gift. What's my gift? I mean, I think that's the the circle and the cycle of that black hole that we get into. And, yeah. you know, you really helped me understand because I didn't get what, you, you know, I didn't get like, how do I, how I know this wants out. It was almost like a beast that wanted to be unleashed. And mm. it's like, mm. you know, why, why am I caged? I don't feel caged. But the mm. reality was I was getting in my own way mm. all the time. And, mm. you know, until you're, Look, you are the one. I, I, just, mm. I didn't realize what that meant. So, you know, I really wanted to ask you, what is it that keeps people in that fear? That what do you right. think that is? Right. There, there's two things. There's two things I'll say. You know, and then I'm gonna maybe share like a first step that people can take because they're mm -hmm. both connected. You know, yeah. the way I see it is when, when, when we're born, right? We're born as children. These these free magical amazing beings in touch with the infinite we are not caged you know when a child is born at least before a certain point you know where they get conditioned the child will dance on the table very young child dance on the table naked it doesn't care am i fat what do you think of me it will dance it will walk it will run up to someone who's black white green orange whether it was you know uh, uh it will run up to oprah donald trump whoever and just hug and just full of love and you know these children as children we are full of light we are full of purity we are truly in touch with our our free-flowing essential nature our our true source of aliveness and 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 freedom you know there is very little self-consciousness but then we're born into this world right and we meet our parents some of whom are a little crazy and they're doing the best that they can and they're interesting characters and our parents are doing the best that they can do based on their conditioning based on their childhood based on their programming based on their grandparents and then they're passing that down to us and they're and as a result you know maybe we are facing uh, experiences as children of pain, trauma, abuse, divorce, hurt, maybe there was fighting, uh, alcoholism. So we're facing all of these different experiences as children. And as a survival mechanism, the first thing we learn to do is we start learning as a survival mechanism to shut down parts of ourselves as a way to disconnect from the pain, as a way to survive, to function, to cope with our current experience. So we shut down parts of ourselves in order to not feel the pain of our experiences and what's going on around us. Right. And so we, we, we suppress our emotions, suppress our feelings just to survive and function and cope. And, and as a result, we disconnect from so many parts of ourselves. We learn to contort parts of ourselves, erect walls inside of our hearts. And, uh, and, and so we lose touch with so many dimensions of our own feeling capacity and an authentic self so layer upon layer upon layer upon layer of feelings built up that we don't get to express and feel for survival then we learn to go out into the world and as a result we go out into the world and slowly we learn wow who the sense of who do i need to be in order to be loved who do i need to be in order to fit in who do i need to be in order for my dad to love me who do i need to be in order for my mom to love me oh you know when i'm loud my dad screams so i need to be quiet so i become the quiet 
quiet person or, oh, I need to be the nice guy or I need to be the, the yes person. Or, or the, so there's, we start developing a persona, a mask, a way of being, a way of being that we think is who we are. It's not who we really are, but it's simply who we've been conditioned to be in order to get love, fit in, be validated, and you could say be normal and ultimately uh, uh, receive love from our parents. It's, it's, it's a survival mechanism. So we learn to avoid pain, fit in, be loved. We develop these masks and these roles, all of these roles that we wear. So for whoever's listening in, I would ask each person to consider what are the roles that you've been playing that you didn't even know that you were playing because to the degree that you are conditioned is to the degree that you are not free to the degree that you are conditioned is to the degree you don't actually have free choice you are just being run by the programming and conditioning of your past so what are the roles what are the masks because many times we we identify so tightly so strongly with these masks and these roles that we actually unconsciously think that the role and the mask that we've learned to develop to get love, fit in, be approved, survive is, is who we are. It's just, no, cool. It, we often say, no, it, this is just me. But I like to ask people, is who you are who you really are or is it simply who you've been conditioned right. to be? And much of the time, we're not even aware of our conditioning. We're unconscious. We just think this is who we are. You know, I had a client, just to give a quick example, I had a client who worked with me. He came on one of my transformational journeys to India. Cut a long story short, when I first met him, I felt such power inside of him. I felt he was like a lion, but he was living like a mouse. And the first thing I said to him is, you're living a lie. He looked kind of shocked. He says, Coot, I feel that there's so much I want to give, so much I want to express, so much potential. And, and I don't quite know why I'm why I'm not successful. He goes, I think I'm just I'm just a shy kind of person. He, it's what he that's what that's what his identity was. He kept saying, I'm just shy. I'm just you know I'm the background person. So here he was. He married a woman who was very outgoing. He married a woman who was like the, she did all the talking for him. He didn't have to do any talking. It was kind of this perfect match made in heaven to a certain point. Not really. And all of a sudden now he's 55 and he says, Coot. I'm not fulfilled. I'm not happy. I know there's more I have to give. Yeah. When, when I took him to India on my transformational journeys, I, I asked him a few questions. Some of the questions which I'll probably share throughout our interview. I asked him a few questions that unlocked something deep inside, inside of him. And he came back to me and he said, Coot, from age five, I have not cried. In the last 24 hours, I've cried more in the last literally 24 hours than I have in 50 years. He goes, I forgot a memory that now explained my entire life and why I've been living in this box, why I've been living this limited prison inside of this limited prison. Mm-hmm. And I said, tell me, and he says, Coot, when I was five years old, I was molested by my uncle. Mm-hmm. Now I was, I was a little shocked, you know? Yeah. Wow. And he was just crying. He said, I was molested by my uncle and I did not even remember the memory. Oh, wow. I didn't even recall that this experience or event happened until the last 24 hours. But now I saw the entire experience and he was crying and all the grief that he'd suppressed because he didn't even remember it was coming out. And he says, Coot, I now understand why I am the way I am. He says, he said simply this. See, at age five, he was free. He was this magical, free, expressive, you know, out of the box being. Mm -hmm. And then this thing occurred that shouldn't have happened. You could say his innocence was taken from him. And as a result, unconsciously, he made up, it's not safe for me to be seen. When I'm seen, bad things happen. So unconsciously, he learned to go into hiding. He learned to hide himself because if I hide and you can't see me, 
then you can't hurt me. And his entire life now as a reaction and survival mechanism was now spent in hiding. Because if, if you can't really see who I really am, Coot or John or Susie or the world, then you can't hurt me. And that's right. how he lived his entire life. Wasn't an authentic life, wasn't a free life. He was living inside of his own prison. So one of the first steps we have to come to awareness of is we have to become conscious. We have to become conscious of the fact that we are conditioned. We have to become conscious of our conditioning and the ways we've started to identify, the ways we become conditioned. The first step to transformation is becoming aware, becoming conscious. Then we have to be willing to feel the feelings that we've learned to suppress from childhood for, for all these years throughout the years we have to learn to feel these feelings and as a result release these feelings because those those unfelt feelings really keep us stuck the third thing i'll say real quick is one of the things i've seen that keep us stuck and i've worked with clients from literally 30 plus countries mm -hmm. thousands of clients and one on one hundreds of thousands of people in groups and you know around the world one of the things that keeps us stuck are all the ways we either consciously or unconsciously lie to ourselves. Right. All the ways we rationalize, settle, BS ourselves, all the, the untruths that we tell ourselves and don't even know. So four simple questions, four simple questions for everyone to consider listening in. And I really hope that people are kind of stirring a little bit, maybe feeling a little uncomfortable in, in, in a good way from this conversation. Exactly. You know, this, your, your show is called, you know, disrupt, disruption, disrupt now. So I'm hoping people are maybe getting a little disrupted from our conversation today. So I'd ask everyone to just sit with, where are you currently lying to yourself? What are the lies that you are currently telling yourself? Otherwise known as, what are you pretending to not know? Otherwise known as, what are you bullshitting yourself about that you need to tell the truth to yourself about, right? right? And, and so we play this game of, I don't know, I'm confused, you know, I, I'm not sure. And yet there is often a part of us that really does know deep down. So one of the first steps is we have to be willing to face the truth, tell the truth, own the truth, but we're often afraid of telling the truth because we're afraid if I tell the truth, then I'll be alone. If I tell the truth, then my relationship will, will break up. If I tell the truth, then, then I'll have to leave my job. And we're often afraid of the consequences. So the second question is really sitting with what are the lies that you're telling once you become conscious? What are the lies that you're telling yourself costing you? What is the pain? What is it costing you? And be willing to sit with, to burn in the truth, to burn in the pain and the cost of the lie that you're telling yourself. One of the things that keeps us stuck is because we feel the pain and we don't want to feel the pain, we distract ourselves. We social media it away, we sex it away, we eat it away, we drink it away, we, we work it away, whatever we need to do so that we don't feel the pain. So I, would, I, I really encourage people, don't run from your pain, burn in it, sit in it. Feel it, feel it, because the truth will start burning you up. And as a result, eventually you will have to do something about it. Do not run from the pain you feel from what your untruth is costing you. Third question, just to invite people to sit with is really just sit with what is it you're most afraid will happen if you own the truth. Many times, you know, we make up a future fantasy of, of, of our worst case scenario. So one thing that's really powerful, if you really want to break free, is face the very thing. Like ask yourself, what is it I'm most afraid of? This breakup. What is I'm most afraid of? Uh, I'll lose my job. What is it I'm most afraid of? And face it. If you can face what you are most afraid of and make peace with it, then that fear no longer has 
power over you. And if you can make peace with it and say, okay, I might lose my job. Can I make peace with it? Usually the thing that we're most afraid of is nowhere close to what actually will happen. We often make up a negative future fantasy that's way beyond the reality (laughs) of what will happen. So if we can make peace with it, there's a tremendous amount of freedom there. Last thing is, is really sitting with the possibility and asking yourself. Sometimes we get so focused on the fear that we forget what amazing thing might happen. Like what incredible thing might happen if you were to to tell the truth. The truth might be, you know what? I hate my job. You know what? I'm miserable in my relationship. But the fear is, oh my God, if I really acknowledge that miserable in my relationship I've been in it 10 years and I've, I've invested so much time into this relationship and what will happen and maybe I'll never find anyone to love me again even though there's like 7 billion people on the planet you know I'll never yeah. find love again and, and uh, so, so we often get so caught up in the fear so ask yourself what amazing thing might happen maybe I would end this relationship which yes it would be painful it will hurt it will be challenging you may grieve but maybe I'll actually open my life and my heart up to meeting my soulmate. And so I believe that the truth right. is one of the most transformative techniques. Truth is real prayer. Truth is real yoga. Truth is real meditation. Truth is the ultimate transformational technique. Much of what we go to temple and pray about and we go to transformational seminars to transform ourselves about, if we simply told the truth Much of that stuff we wouldn't have to do because much of the problems that come from not telling the truth would actually be resolved. But it takes a tremendous amount of courage to tell the truth in a world that is constantly trying to condition us to be someone that we're not, in a world that's constantly trying to to get us to be, to, to get us to conform. So, you know, for everyone listening in, the truth will set you free. It might first cause you to be afraid it might first piss you off but the truth will set you free and yes you will lose people in your life you will lose friendships you will lose you know relationships and associations uh, but the truth will clear out anything and everything that is not in alignment with who you really are so that only that which is in alignment with your authentic nature remains then you are you can be fulfilled and create the foundation for an authentic and fulfilled life. Right, right. And you know, that that brings to light something that uh, actually came from You Are The One. Uh, mm. You said, dare to play big. You know, yes. that that really, really struck a chord in me. And you talked about a moment in your life. You, you actually described it as the scariest moment when you had to tell your father and your mother you know I'm, I'm gone I'm leaving I'm moving literally almost as far away as possible to LA <laughs> um, you know I'm not going to take over the expectations that you had kind of set before me and you know what I really find incredible and I think that this this is really an, an immense immense um, point to hone in on because you were young and you you were so incredibly alive and in tune and you said you know i got to go what, yes. what that to me is 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 tremendous and i think it would be very intriguing to hear you know what do you think that at that young age that you aligned in such an amazing way with your future and you mm. grabbed that courage by the you know what's and said mm. i'm doing this <laughs> you know, I on, honestly, there was a lot of pressure. My life was mapped out. You know, my father yeah. had 300 churches. 
uh, it was announced to hundreds of thousands of people that I was going to be the guy that takes over his pressure, his expectation, the pressure and expectations of everyone. I didn't want to let anyone down. I didn't want to be the bad guy. I, I was, I mean, I was terrified. Yeah. And so at 14, it was announced. I, I, I didn't have the courage to speak to my father till I was pretty much almost 18. Yeah. But at that stage, I had to make a decision. You could say life was forcing me because I was going to leave uh, school and I had to make a choice. Am I going to go to university or, or what am I going to do? And so the, the I, I reached the fork in the road and many people listening in might reach that moment right now. You Maybe you're at a fork in the road right now. And I looked into my future and I saw that I could follow the, everyone else's expectations for my life. But I, I realized you cannot be truly fulfilled living someone else's life. And I looked into my future and I saw that yeah, maybe I'm successful by everyone else's expectations, but I felt my, I literally felt that would be a soul suicide. I felt yeah. myself miserable. I felt like I might be successful by everyone else's standards, but if I don't have myself, I have nothing. And I felt honestly, I just, I just was, I was willing to be vulnerable enough to feel the pain of that. Right. And the pain of, you could say, my soul suicide, what I was doing to myself was so painful that I realized nothing was worth it. Not my relationship with my father, because if I have to be someone that my father wants me to be in order to get his love and approval and validation, then I'm going to have to live that. Then I'm going to live a lie. Right. And I'm going to have to live that lie my entire life. And I just felt the pain of what is it going to be to live a lie my entire life? Right. And that was so painful. I thought nothing is worth it. So I just made a decision. I would not compromise who I was for anyone or anything. And you could say I was starting at the bottom. So, you know, I figured if I can do it now, then I have nothing to lose. And so I would just invite each person to make a, diff a, a decision. Do not compromise your truth, your essence i'm not saying don't compromise certain things but your essence your deepest truth for anyone or anything because you compromise that you betray yourself you just set yourself up and uh, for misery and, and so then i looked into the unknown i thought this is the path i'm meant to go it was scary i'm not going to deny it sometimes there's this myth oh when you find your purpose you know the the, the universe the unicorns open up and life the angels just drop down and everything is paved with gold you know sometimes when you find your purpose is most challenging. Sometimes when you find your purpose, that's when shit gets really difficult in your yeah. life. Not, not because, you know, there's a curse on you or you did something wrong. It's just because you have now chosen the authentic path. You have now chosen the path of your vision. And, and as a result, things can get challenging because life is providing you with the tests, with the challenges, with the environment, with the relationships to prepare your mind, your body, your emotions, and your soul so that you can be the person, so that you can be the person who is sufficiently prepared and capable and able to fulfill the vision that you have been given at the particular time. And, and so those challenges are like dumbbells, you know, dumbbells right. for your soul muscles so that you can grow into and become the person you need to become. Um, and so when those challenges happen, one thing people tend to do is they tend to cry and go, oh, my God, why is this happening to me? Uh, and I say, so when you face those challenges along your way, uh, on the, in the pursuit of your living your purpose, get excited, celebrate, celebrate, because you know if you're truly on your purpose, then you're on the right path. You are being prepared by the universe. And so when I look my father in the eyes, 
I made a decision and the decision was not to compromise. I told my father, I'm not going to take over your churches. It was the scariest, most terrifying, yet most liberating thing to do. You have to choose yourself. You have to choose your soul. You have to choose your truth. To me, this is freedom. This is real success. Yeah. When you choose your truth and you live in alignment with your truth, this is real success. And it was scary. And yet I did it anyway. Right. And I would invite everyone to do the same. Thank you, Coot, for being with us today on the Disrupt Now podcast. This was part one. In part two, we're going to talk to Coot more about the problem when people come up to you and say, you know, why can't you just be normal? And then you being okay with responding, well, you know what? Fuck normal. (laughs) You can connect with Coot at cootblackson.com. That's K-U-T-E-B-L-A-C-K-S-O-N. You can also find Coot on Facebook at Coot Blackson Love Now. He's also on Instagram and Twitter at Coot Blackson. And we have all of the information, as always, linked at teamgoo.com forward slash episodes. And we also have a link on our disruptnowprogram.com site. We are so excited for part two, and we'll be releasing that next. And thank you again for joining us on the Disrupt Now podcast.